Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Roundup. My name is Aiden. I'm joined today by Matt General. Thanks for being here, Matt. It's great to have you. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks yeah. so much for putting this uh, on. Yeah, problem. Uh, why don't you tell us why you got into politics? Yeah, well, I, I got into politics uh, at a pretty young age. I was 14 for the first time that I, I campaigned, and it was, uh, as, as you said, I'm out in, in Edmonton, and it was the, the message from the Reform Party at the time, where the, the West wanting into to Ottawa that really resonated with me. So I, I uh, asked my parents to drop me off at the, the local uh, cons- uh, constituency uh, office, which uh, ended up being the campaign office. Uh, for uh, one of the members, and I, I helped him. They stuck me in a in a room to fold brochures for for probably 28 days straight. Um, but slowly got to learn how to make the coffee, answer the phones, and do all the other tasks on the campaign. And I think I was pretty much uh, hooked at that time. Um, that would have been again. I was 14 at the time, but then I uh, didn't run for politics until I was uh, 28 uh, years old. So I guess 14 years later. And at, uh, at that point in time, I ran for provincial politics out here in Edmonton and was elected provincially for, uh, for a term. And it was uh, at that point in time, I was really happy doing the backroom stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was when I got uh, the opportunity to, uh, to put my name forward. It's really about some of the things that, uh, that resonated with me. I was a new dad. I, I had two young girls at the time. And we lived in a brand new community in, uh, in Edmonton. And, we saw a bunch of the things, the, the schools, the hospitals, the roads, all of the, the infrastructure that, uh, that I felt uh, you know, we were being left behind uh, here. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to go and put my name forward. And, and I did and uh, got elected and served a term wow. provincially and then uh, now in my second term federally. Wow, that's amazing. And do you, do you feel that the West is still being left behind under Justin Trudeau? Yeah, it's kind of funny how it's it's gone full circle from those first, yeah, as a 14-year-old thinking that this is something, you know, I was going to get in and change the world at, at 14 by volunteering on a campaign. And then uh, now seeing sitting in Parliament and seeing a lot of the same same conversations, the same things that uh, were, uh, were really irritating me or, or bugging me about the federal government back then mm-hmm. coming to fruition all over again. So it's... I, I, I do. I think one of my first speeches in um, in the House of Commons was very much about, you know, r- reminding this this brand new elected Liberal government in 2015 that, you know, the the West uh, wants a voice, and that's why they sent us here at the time uh, a strong. I think we had 99, 98 mm-hmm. under Stephen Harper in the official opposition, a strong opposition at the time, mm-hmm. uh, largely from Western Canada, and saying, you know, what we we need to continue to have a voice in in Canada. Uh, in representing the West, so it's uh, now I'm one of those voices. Now it's the pressure's on, the pressure to continue to to raise uh, raise Western Canada uh, concerns in, in Parliament, and it's it's kind of been nonstop uh, ever since 2015 to continue to to yeah. raise that temperature, so the Prime Minister knows uh, that we uh, that we matter out here in, in Western Canada. Mm. And you can definitely spot the uh, the tension between Trudeau and the West. You can definitely tell when he is trying to leave Western Albertans and, Sus- and Saskatch- people from Saskatchewan behind. He doesn't, he makes it very obvious. Yeah, no, I think it's pretty astute, uh, Aiden. I think the, 
Honestly, like I, I think uh, Justin Trudeau has, has done the electoral math, and he thinks, you know what? Like if we pick up some seats and here and there scatter across uh, Alberta, Saskatchewan, uh, even to Manitoba to an extent now, you know, maybe we'll. That's that's a good thing, sure. But to really, you know, at the end of the day, their the path to their electoral victory is largely through you know Atlantic Canada, Quebec, uh, Ontario. And then uh, uh, somewhat here and there in BC as well. And thinking that, you know, he doesn't have to. So when he has to make the decision on you know, our pipelines important versus some of the other issues that are maybe affecting those in the, the GTA or, or, you know, Quebec, mm -hmm. then he makes those decisions based on that uh, electoral map, which is, which is unfortunate. Uh, you know, it leaves, leaves us in the West often feeling like we're left out of the, the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it just means we have to continue to work harder. And we got a, got a great team in Ottawa this time around. Uh, after the last election, yeah. we picked up uh, four extra seats. And those four mm -hmm. new members that we brought in have, have just been awesome to hit their ground running. Now there's, what, 33 of us uh, in Alberta yeah. and you know the, the majority of, of Saskatchewan too. We're, we're, um, we're really um, pushing those issues, I think, yeah. loud, louder than they've ever been pushed before. So mm -hmm. hoping that the, that the Prime Minister uh, hears us and, and makes some of those changes we're demanding. And hopefully what happens next election does happen with those last four Liberal seats, such as the uh, Central Winnipeg, the remaining lib Liberal and NDP seats, Central Min Winnipeg. And hopefully we will yeah, see that you know, be, this year. Before the last election, election, yeah. Absolutely. Before the last election, I went. Uh, I was our infrastructure critic, and I went across the country talking with, with a number of the new candidates and touring their communities, meeting with their chambers of commerce, doing a lot of that uh, that legwork to make sure that we had that that uh, plan in, in place. But also meeting the candidates, meeting their teams, and seeing just the passion and. And, you know, the Winnipeg Centre is a great um, example, you know, but even here in Edmonton Strathcona, I think we could win Edmonton mm -hmm. Strathcona. It's the one orange seat in, in yeah. Alberta. You know, there's a number in BC that we came very, very close to. Uh, you know, I, I think of the um, uh, Helena Conans was running for us uh, uh, down against Richard Cannings in, um, in uh, uh, the Okanagan. And we came so close to winning that. And she's a great candidate. She's running she for is, us again, yeah. which is awesome. Uh, you know, we have a bunch, uh, you know, Brad Viss, I spent a lot of time with Brad Viss and, and his um, riding and he's, he was able to squeak out a, a victory there. Now he's, mm -hmm. he's one of our, uh, our young stars in Parliament. So, you know, it's, there, there's lots of, uh, lots of opportunity out there if, uh, if we're able to, to just pick up those seats in the next election, it'll, it'll be a different story. Yeah, for, for sure, uh, and, that, and that is the same case with Julius Tankson who ran in the by-election yeah. for York Centre. It kept flipping in between each candidate, him and uh, Yara Sachs. And it was, the end result was less than a couple hundred, I, I believe. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's funny because it, a large, what, we, what we need in a lot of ways is that, that good split between the NDP and the Liberals when you, when you really dissect the, the numbers. And, and seeing that you know, in a lot of these, these ridings, the NDP have just completely gone off the, the map. Mm -hmm. So pretty much all that yeah. left side of the vote goes to, to the Liberals by default, which, which hurts, uh, hurts us in certain, uh, certain ridings. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, hopefully the NDP have paid off their debt, I guess. So maybe they'll, <laughs> no, they'll put yeah. up a more formidable competition in some more mm -hmm. ridings. Uh, uh, yet to be seen, but mm -hmm. I guess uh, guess we can hope. 
and then that was the case with the no with the non-confidence vote with Justin Trudeau back uh, earlier last year or later late last year where they didn't they voted against uh, the non-confidence vote because they still haven't paid off their campaign debt from the 2019 election yeah and yeah no I think that's that's a that's a, that's a really good point because that I, I bet you Justin Trudeau wishes he could have that vote back you know they were if you think of where they were at the polls we had just elected a new leader in, in Aaron and they were in, in the polls they were riding somewhat high uh, maybe they, a, a little bit higher you know a month after that but going into the throne speech they just prorogued parliament I bet you he wishes he could have that back he he probably would have had a good chance at getting his majority but I think you know the amount of pressure that we've shown just in the last two weeks in, in parliament has been uh, has been remarkable to, to drop his is uh, from a majority to you know minority now, arguably yeah. to, to possibly even opposition. So it uh, it certainly you know, shows the value of us getting into parliament and and having these um, these conversations in parliament that really highlight what the liberals have uh, haven't uh, succeeded at uh, much at all. Yeah, and, and even in recent days, it's suggested that the liberals have a one percent lead over the conservative uh, party right now in parliament. Yeah, which is, I think, um, again, you get you get guys like Pierre up every day and mm-hmm. you know, pointing out uh, their failures. You get, um, you know, uh, Candace Bergen up to to um, to really point out uh, where they've uh, where they've missed the mark. You know, it's being able to to attack them over and over and over again in Parliament with the media there listening every single day. It's um, it is an opportunity. So when they prorogue Parliament, you know they know exactly what they're doing and mm-hmm. getting away from from it all. Uh, I remember being when I was selected provincially. It was uh, we used to go into question period, and at the time Jim Prentice was a premier. He used to say, "Guys, the the plan is to make this as boring as possible." And from that's from the government perspective. From the opposition perspective, they wanted fireworks. They wanted banging on the desks, and and they wanted to to make question period relevant. Whereas the government really just wants to to make it go away. Yeah. <laughs> in their, their opinion. So, so the more that we can we can uh, bring the the excitement or, or the 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 fans to to question period that mm-hmm. uh, find works better for us in the polls. Yeah, and and even the 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 party has turned into a, a big tent party, welcoming everyone. And, and that is one of the only, actually the only party out there that has said that they are an open tent party. Yeah, and it, it's it's actually remarkable watching some of the conversations we have in, in caucus. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. I've been a lot of caucuses, uh, meetings, and to be able to see the, there's certainly people that, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I agree 100% with, uh, you know, who's a, who's a good friend. Uh, like Garnet Genius, Garnet and I, great friends. Wouldn't say we agree 100 percent on uh, on everything. We're we're practically uh, neighbors here in um, in our ridings in uh, in uh, uh, Edmonton Capital Region. Uh, but you know he's he he's got views where he kind of challenges you know my perspective, and we have uh, we have conversations where I challenge his perspective. And you know I think that's a healthy debate. That's what Canadians want is that healthy debate. Canada needs that healthy debate. But if we're just constantly you know, if you're the the top down in a Trudeau government, it's it's Trudeau's way or or nothing. Yeah. And for for us to be able to have those debates and 
You know, there's sometimes it, it gets into, uh, you know, family arguments. If you sit around the table, you, you inevitably, if you continually disagree with a family member, you know, it turns into a bit of an argument. And sometimes it's, it reads itself publicly outside of caucus. But for the most part, it's, uh, you know, you, you, uh, your friends, you go through so much with your, your colleagues that they do really become family. It's a little bit different now through the pandemic. But when we're in Ottawa, like we're, you know, I have a tiny little apartment there that's, uh, next door to or one floor down from glenn motts who's a member of parliament from medicine hat uh, on in my same building there's uh, a number of other my colleagues so you see them when you go to the grocery store you see them when you wake up to go for coffee you see them when you you're in the house you just you're you're constantly with them for the entire week so you see them more than you see your actual family so it's uh, you do get to uh, to to really uh, you know value their their opinions and differences but it's uh i think it's a healthy debate that mm. uh the conservative party uh, promotes and, and they completely run on transparency and just they don't lie to the canadian people like justin trudeau patty Hydu, christia freeland yeah you know like i i honestly believe people put their names forward in, in politics because they're they, they truly believe that they have have something to, to bring to the table. Mm. You know, even the say say that Patty Haidu is not a you know as much as we've criticized her for this the, her flight back and forth the, the Thunder Bay. It's not an yeah. easy thing to get to to Ottawa. Like it's a mm. it's a big commitment to take time away from your family. You know, there's a lot of other stuff you know mm. you could do in life that wouldn't uh, bring you to Parliament. But the I think just the how much of that that particular party the liberal party is built on that optics and it's it's very much you know justin trudeau it's you know i honestly think if justin trudeau isn't the leader tomorrow they're back to third party status they're not mm -hmm. uh, the only thing that's really holding them together is that celebrityness of, of justin trudeau they all ran under it thinking great he's our he's our ticket you know trudeau mania 2.0 whatever it was uh, yeah. back then it wasn't uh it wasn't so much about you know these are the values we uh, we hold because you can't pin them down on the values they hold because they, they're ever changing all the time yeah. so it's it's um despite you know there's lots of good people uh, that are that put their names forward i think it's a lot of it's been seen as uh you know that's it's, that's a justin trudeau party and that's what they uh, they put their names yeah. for you know, for, for us, it, it's, you know, Stephen Harper, he's not Burton, and mm -hmm. you know, I think probably one of the best prime ministers that the country's sure. ever had. For sure. But I do think that, um, you know, we, a lot of us, have, you know, at 14, when I put started getting involved in politics, Stephen Harper wasn't the leader. You know, it was very much about the values of the, the party. Lots mm -hmm. of these people who are now ministers have, have really come out of the, the blue saying, oh, yeah, I never got involved in politics before. Well, now suddenly I'm a minister. So great. Yeah. You know, it's mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's, I think it is a little bit of a, of a show that they, they see it as, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to a lot of us who yeah. kind of carry those values to Parliament. Yeah, and going back to the, the 2019 election, he was, the, his blackface scandal did bring a bit of uproar. Why do you think that people still support him? Do you, like, do you think that there's a, a double standard in Canada for conservatives and liberals? Yeah, well, I, I would I would still argue that we we got more votes than Justin Trudeau did. Mm -hmm. We just didn't sure. get them in the right places. So, you know, in terms of the, the the majority of people supporting Justin and you know through his scandals, you know, SNC Lavalin was was obviously a, a big deal in the lead up to to that as well. Mm -hmm. I think there was a lot of a lot of people still voted, and majority of people voted for the Conservative Party. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that being said, you know, in in the, the pockets where we where we didn't get uh, votes, you know, I I think there was just there was a a level of uh, of acceptance for for him, and he's he's created this you know, this again this celebrityness in, within politics that has never existed in in my lifetime up until you know meeting Justin. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it really is well. We've known him since he's a 16 year old kid. He spoke at his dad's you know funeral. Poor <laughs> poor Justin. I think there's there's a lot of that uh, where it's it's just like it, it's fascinating to watch you know him go into a room you know and you know we our leader walks in and of course you know the the the, the media will you know ask the, the few questions mm-hmm. but the you know he walks into a room and suddenly there's people lined up for autographs like it's. <laughs> Uh, it blows your mind like you know I, I, I've yet to walk into a room where people lined up for autographs uh, for me <laughs> so it's it's uh, it, it really is he's, he's taken mm-hmm. that to kind of that new length so I think people just who who believe in him really believe in him and say well you know he's he's like somebody I watch on TV you know I I the, the shows I like on TV you know I I'm connected I feel connected to the characters <laughs> yeah. he's one of those uh, those characters and, and that does come with uncertainty with the media north america today right where we have where they lined up for justin trudeau or their hot hardball questions for Aaron O'Toole, or even with joe biden well what's well what's your, what's what's that ice cream flavor you have and then donald trump yeah. and then they throw a hardball at him like, like what the heck is yeah. that yeah like it's 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 hilarious like um andrew Shear would be a good i don't know if you guys have had andrew Shear on your podcast yet but yeah, andrew Shear would be a good guy to talk invite. to about the um the media because he he um Andrew's a, a very close friend, and just the the stories that he would he would say about you know, some of the, the the media, you know, chasing our candidates around in the last election. Like I think of Justina McCaffrey, uh, who's you know a stellar candidate, mm-hmm. and she was in Canada Carlton last time. She owned a uh, a very popular bridal boutique, but a small business owner, mm-hmm. and it just so happened that she was friends with um, a Faith Gouldy. So then CBC spent two days chasing her around her, her riding, trying to get her yeah. to comment on her friendship with, with Faith Goldie. Well, I don't know, there's, Faith Goldie has been around conservative politics, or just politics in general, for quite mm-hmm. some time, either being a reporter or being you know, in, in, engaged in, in student politics. So to, to, to really drive your, your, your broadcast, your, your stories based on on you know a friendship which who knows like who knows she wasn't writing the party policy she wasn't mm-hmm. did nothing to do with uh, with anything our, our party was doing but for whatever reason it seemed to cbc to be a story you know suing the conservative party during the middle of the election like yeah. that's another one like how the how the heck do you get away with um with that so mm-hmm. there has been a lot of, of just that uh, that bias when it comes to to the media and it's it's frustrating because you you feel we just have to work that much harder and, and fight that much harder and, and use other forms of media like mm-hmm. you know your your podcast here to get that message out more and more and you know if it connects with with one person great hopefully it connects with hundreds of people awesome thousands of people even better mm-hmm. but uh, you need to just you know continue to pick away at um, getting that message out yeah and just coming back to cbc like even during the 2020 conservative leadership race and the the 2020 presidential election, Kamala Harris got more attention than Leslie Lewis ever did, and she's not even from from no. Canada. Kamala Harris. Yeah, well, and they didn't they even acknowledge Leslie Lewis as a candidate. Right? They didn't even acknowledge her in the first couple of weeks as a candidate at all. Yeah, and it's you know, I haven't um, 
I've only met Lesson once, but I haven't heard her her side of it uh, other than just through probably the same forms of media that, that you have. But uh, to see, like, you know, just on paper, the star candidate that Lesson Lewis was, and being able to, you know, that should have been commanding so much attention. Kamala Harris wasn't even running for the, after she dropped out, she wasn't even running for the, mm-hmm. to be the president when they started. Yeah, even just really looking at her record, attention. too, and, and yeah, human rights and law. So Lesson Lewis could have very well, at the time, been our next prime minister of, of Canada. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to go and, and follow, the, the Camel Hair story, you know, it's a great example of just that that uh, biasness and, and uniqueness, I guess we'll call it, in yeah. the Canadian CBC media. And even Leslie Lewis did amazing in the leadership race to come from a, well, well, small political background under Stephen Harper and from the GTA running in the, the 2015 and, and getting defeated, but coming back and placing third in a leadership race, that's a pretty amazing thing. Uh, yeah, and even the, even what she's done since, you know, I mm-hmm. participated in her her launch uh, of the um, the conservative uh, black uh, caucus, and just the amount of people that were on there. Like Doug Ford was on that call. Uh, you know, we had I think four or five members of Parliament, uh, MPPs, you know, city councillors all across Canada were on this call. Uh, that uh, you know, she's she's I think she's the the, the chair chairman chairwoman of it. Um, but it's really driven from her leadership. A lot of her leadership team uh, put that together. And, you know, the, in my community, my CFO last time is, uh, he's the president of that, uh, that black caucus, Tundi Opasan, and, and he's doing uh, just you know, remarkable work to, to, to get, get that, uh, that community together because, as he says it, you know, so many of uh, people who are new, to, new Canadians come here and, and are told, well, you got to vote Liberal, huh? so why aren't yeah. you voting Liberal? So well, wait a minute. Like our values aren't liberal. You know, we we work hard. We ran a small business. We did everything we can to make sacrifices in our own country. Here we are in, in Canada. We're we're, we're going to do the exact same thing. We're 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 gonna we're gonna own businesses and and, and do you know from a from a grassroots uh, up uh, uh, perspective. And people are saying, well, you must be liberal then. It's like, well, yeah. what? Like we were we were conservative back home, so we're conservative here. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean we suddenly change because yeah. we're new Canadians, but. It's just, and that's where Jason Kenney did a ton of work in that um, mm. uh, for us and uh, conservatives to to recruit new conservative new Canadians to the Conservative Party, and, and lots lots uh, came. But there's still so much work to to do to reach out to, to new Canadians to show them that the Conservative Party is really the the path forward, and, and really is the party where a lot of their values fit fit nicely. Mm. And that's where we, where that's where the Conservatives need to. Refocus is the GTA, Atlantic Canada, BC, and well, northern parts of Ontario and the the the, pro, and the, uh, the territories. Where do you think the um, Andrew Shear went wrong in the last election that we didn't? That, well, we didn't end up gaining a majority of seats. Yeah, that's uh, you know, political scientists will study this for 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 decades upon decades. Uh, my my hot take, if if you will, mm-hmm. is you know it it felt it felt really good the election, uh, for the majority of the election, the lead up to the election, the majority of the election, um, but knocking on those those doors where you know they just they they really didn't want to believe that we had you know take environment plan for example yeah said right. well conservatives don't have an environment plan 
are you kidding me? Like it's it's a seventy five page document, granted, uh, but it's 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 probably a lot more comprehensive than any environment plan any other other parties in the history of Canada have ever put forward. But it was we basically announced it, uh, you know, what a few months before the election, yeah, and then we just kind of put it to the side and campaigned on economy, 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 taxes. So I, I think there was there was aspects of the last, particularly from the communications uh, side where. We had the tools there. We had the the, the ability to to go and, and present that that option to Trudeau, but it just it you know it, it we we didn't. We decided that you know I remember that day that Greta Thunberg was here in Edmonton. She was campaigning about how we're going to shut down the oil sands, mm-hmm. and you know the entire entire country is focused you know on on her speech for mm-hmm. arguably right or wrong, but they're focused on her speech. And what do we go and do? We go announce uh, two tunnels in Vancouver that are going to put more cars on the road. So it, there were certain parts of our communications plan that I think we just we just didn't get uh, get across. And I think that it came down to well, do we really trust Andrew Scheer to be be the next yeah. leader? And I think there were, you know you you throw in things like his his U.S. citizenship, uh, you know, like just yeah, errors, like self inflicted errors that you know we mm-hmm. shouldn't have ever made. And Andrew will admit those himself, uh, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I think all that stuff adds up. And in that last kind of week, you really felt it slipping away. And it's really mm-hmm. too bad because you know I think yeah, us in government right now, minister. during the pandemic, we would have seen things a whole heck of a lot different. Mm-hmm. And, and that is one of coming back to the climate change plan, where conservatives did introduce where they did no dumping raw sewage into our lakes and waterways, and then Trudeau is one of his only. Ki- climate change policies is planting two billion trees but still hasn't planted a single one i only think what greta thunberg's thinking is like how dare you (laughs) (laughs) on on his two billion trees and like it's funny though because our our i remember going on all these tv panel shows like uh, power plays and power politics and the lead up to the election during the election and it was always the the environment was always the the thing that they put me up on but it really came down to okay well what's your you know what's what's your your environment plan it's like well you know we got this yeah but you guys are against a carbon tax so like well yeah we're against a carbon tax okay yeah. conservatives are against a carbon tax so all you guys are for the carbon tax and I say well yeah you know we're for the carbon taxes we should you know tax or you know, so it's like okay so all all our environment basically summed up by the media into we were going to get rid of the carbon tax and it, it, it was mm-hmm. never never had that that opportunity to really get that message out uh, to to more canadians i think you know i think the technology piece like the liberals have even stolen some of that mm-hmm. uh, aspect of it but I, there was a lot there that i think uh, i think really was a true environment plan we really would have made a difference in, mm-hmm. in canada but when you give canadians that tangible number you know the two billion trees i think mm-hmm. you know Kudos to liberals. That's a that is a good, uh, good a, a brilliant. Uh, you you can you can look out the window and think, wow, okay, well, yeah, we, we should get more trees. Good, mm-hmm. more trees are a good thing. So yeah. yeah, let's plant more trees. You know, two billion. Wow, that sounds that sounds about right across the country. I don't know where they're going to go. I don't know who's going to plant them, but whatever. Two billion trees sounds like a great idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I support that policy. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't look into you know we're going to transfer gonna credits it. through Paris. We're going to you know exchange technology with the chinas indias and, and whatever it's it really like okay well yeah that's a good thing i don't know what these guys are talking about that's too uh, that's too in-depth and and i you know, i just want to be able to know that we're going to get more trees so. and even last Kudos week the conservatives motion on the uh 
to ban deporting plastic from Canada, all the opposition MPs voted for it, and all and the Liberals voted against it. Like, and that's hypocritical coming from Justin Trudeau and his climate change vendetta and his yeah, government. The, the, the hypocrisy, like it, it's. It's, it's like every day, like it's just, it's crazy. Like just, you know, go read through some of Kevin Lamoureux's speeches, you know, even when he was in opposition and in, in government, you know, the, the guy, they, they don't allow their, their backbenchers to speak. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like if I, if I want to give a speech tomorrow and uh, maybe not tomorrow, but a day that we're sitting in parliament, I I could go up to our, our whip or a house leader and say, I'd like to give a speech uh, today. And they'd be like, absolutely, you know, yep. here we go. Here's your, here's your time. Here's your slot. There's, they, they have, unless you're the minister, the parliamentary secretary, or Kevin Lamaru, you're basically muzzled from speaking in uh, in parliament. And you know, you you read through just some of his speeches and the hypocrisy of, of what he used to say in opposition and what he says in government. It's just like over the yeah. the, the moon, wild in terms of of that hypocrisy. And you know, you just you shake your head. How can you? How can you go to sleep each night, guys, and think you know this? You're doing good, but you know, they they think, well, hey, we're in government and mm-hmm. we got Justin, so in Justin we trust. Yep. And then even with with Catherine McKenna and and Jonathan Wilk- Wilkinson, I think that's how you say it. They just completely lie about the taxes that they want to implement. Oh no, we're not implementing this. And here's Trudeau, seven months later. Oh yeah, we're introducing a second carbon tax on top of the first one raising the cost of, of living, raising the cost of groceries, of gas and fuel. And and here they are, oh no, we're not we're not going to do that at all. Well the conservatives are just lying. Like Yeah, seven months later, yeah. Yeah the you know the the carbon tax for me, like I've I've had lots of people tell me, well, you know, why are you going so hard after the carbon tax? Uh, you know, I can I can I don't mind paying a little bit more if, if that's what it takes. But the carbon tax for me isn't that person who who says I don't mind paying a little bit more. It's that it's that single mom of three kids that drives a minivan to and from school, then takes kids to to, to hockey. You know, it has to. You know, kids are getting older, teenage boys. You, know, you have to feed them a lot. All, it all adds up for for someone like her. So to to say you're a feminist government that's that's looking out for for the middle class or lower class for that matter and you're taxing her more mm. then that's that's where it, it doesn't add up uh, for me so sure sure yeah like the you know the the successful champagne socialist duo loves to say i i will absolutely pay pay more and you can tax me more i don't it doesn't bother me and okay well good then we should tax you more and you should pay more yeah. but it's, it's think about what that has what that impact that it has on that that same mom or the senior who you know is on the fixed income and you can choose it each week if she's going to buy you know five apples or or three apples based on kind of how her maybe her investments have done and it's adding a carbon tax on to to her that's the that's the individuals that we're sticking up for and that's why know we need to get rid of the carbon tax and we will once we become government mm-hmm. yeah and possibly even this year too which would be very nice coming from covid and 
and all that's happened now and you yeah, were the it's, you, it's you minus were, 35 in edmonton tonight yeah, like you I know we, we need to we need to heat our home so mm-hmm. you know that same single mom is is heating her home just like i am so yeah. you know to she's paying the same carbon tax that i am to, and you were, and you were the the previous health critic and a lot of patty Hyde's decisions oh well the borders the borders aren't going to do anything if we close them might just keep them open let Immigration keep flowing. There's no problems there. COVID's fine. It won't touch us. Masks. Oh, yeah, masks won't work. They don't work at all. We can go without them. Like, there's... Even with Dr. Tam, there's so much garbage from coming from them that... And people are starting to wake up and see that. That you can't believe a word that comes out of graphic designer Patty Hyde as the health minister... And yeah, Stephen Gilbo, the convicted, convicted uh, criminal, is the he wants to regulate the internet. Yeah, the I don't know, like it's um, it was a it was a wild time back, um, I guess a year ago, January twenty twenty. I'd just been named the health critic, um, and it was even before I was a health critic. I remember sitting in the uh, the the waiting room of uh, my my wife was getting a, an ultrasound because. We had a, we're having a new baby, and I remember just scrolling through the news, and I follow the, the WHO um, uh, president uh, from Ethiopia there. I can't pronounce his name, Teodros or Tedodros. Uh, anyway, I follow yeah. him on Twitter, and he, you know, watching some of the stuff coming from from China. Like I, you know, I was infrastructure critic, and mm-hmm. you know, as this was kind of happening, I thought. So I sent out an innocuous tweet saying, "Wow, this is." Um, this really seems to be coming our way or something to that extent. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, sure enough, I think within a week, I'm the health critic. Um, <laughs> and then suddenly, uh, you know, go and say, I'd like to, we're back in Parliament. So first day back in Parliament, I want to ask a, a question on um, on this, uh, at the time, the coronavirus you know, coming from Wuhan, China. You know, it's it, nobody seems to be talking about it here. Just a, an innocuous question about, you know, should we be worried about this minister? And the, like, the response is now, like, that's just going to be, we're all worried about the, you know, how we're, how we're going to get back to normal or new normal right now. And the, and the Justin like, Trudeau liberals that did cut when, the When fake. we do, like, a, a Royal Commission report on this, on how they handled this, like, it mm-hmm. just, it wasn't even on their radar at the time. Then we asked, you know, a few follow-up, Todd Doherty, I think, and myself asked a few follow-up questions the next day, and and again about closing borders and it was just all like disasters no, no, don't worry about it you know we're we're good and you know and they, and they did cut the the pandemic alert system crazy. they did cut the pandemic alert system weeks prior to even a single case in canada and it is hard to actually think back to life without without covid and all the lives taken from this virus and because of the inaction of justin trudeau patty Hydu, and Teresa tam back in March and February refusing to close the borders and even now there's still people coming in from across the world with the new COVID variants COVID-21 from the UK and the South African variants and the South American variant I believe it was and we were like we even wrote him a letter we wrote Patty Haidu a letter in uh, in June of last year saying you know, we're really worried about vaccine procurement. You keep telling us that, you know, you're you're ready and you have this portfolio, but everybody, like, we're talking the same people you're talking to, and, like, 
they're calling me, texting me, saying, you know, this is this is insane. You know, the government says you have this, but there's no way. Like the government, the Canadian Canada is way behind anybody else because Canada went at the time and put all of their eggs into the CanSino basket uh, with with China, thinking, great, you know, we can kill two birds with one stone. We'll be friends with China uh, a lot more. Maybe we'll we'll get the two Michaels uh, released. So they they said that we're gonna we're gonna do this, and then within a matter of weeks, China was like, yeah, we're out. Mm-hmm. So then Canada is already now two weeks to a month behind everybody else. You know, the, yeah. there was a, an alliance with the, with U.S., with, with France, with Spain, with Germany, a few others that said, you know, we're going to the U.K., we're going to go together and, and try to procure the most vaccines we can. Canada was over here focusing on this China thing at the time. Mm-hmm. So I remember asking one, uh, one uh, a vaccine uh, company saying, well, is, is, it, is Canada at least like, like at the table in terms of getting vaccines? And they said, at the table? So Canada's not even in the room. Canada's not even standing outside the door and trying to get these vaccines. And that's where back in June, we're like, oh boy, like this isn't going to go well. So mm-hmm. now you're seeing the, that all kind of play out. But yeah, it was uh, certainly, you know, things would have been a lot different. I'm convinced things would have been a lot different if we were in uh, government. government. Yeah, for sure. And even Premier Kenny, as of yesterday, has administered 120,357 doses or administered things of. of of, COVID, of the COVID vaccines, the Moderna and the, and the Pfizer, and even Doug Ford and Jason Kenney, I've had to beg President Joe Biden for vaccines from the states because we have zero shipments last week, zero shipments this week, and zero next week, and who knows how much longer that will go on because Justin Trudeau can't pull his act together and deliver on vaccines for the Canadian people. Yeah, and, and even he'll go, go one step further, even... He's, his solution to a lot of this is to take from third world countries yeah. as a, as a solution. So this feminist prime minister who pretends to care about you know every every country across the world is now willing to take the vaccines in these countries across the world because again he was behind the eight ball. So yeah, it's it, it is frustrating and you know the, the the prime minister's sweet spot that he likes to be in is when he can point to the provinces and say it's their fault you know it's Stephen Harper's or, fault or, or, or to us in the opposition and say mm-hmm. these guys are, are, are to blame so right now he can't uh, he can't do that uh, because we're, we're all kind of waiting on him so so he's he's desperately trying and, and he will like I'm, I'm convinced that you know the vaccines if they come from third world countries or wherever they come from we will get vaccines yeah uh, but it's just the know where he's at right now is just a is because of an action for for so many uh months yeah and, and even with with uh oh, where was i uh patty Hydu it was um where it's always it's stephen harper's fault it was the conservative government's fault prior to us we we didn't do this and we do that when they're actually they're the previous government to COVID, not Stephen Harper. Yeah. They've had plenty of time to fix errors by Stephen Harper, in their in their words, which I do not find amusing at all coming from coming from them. And, yeah, and all governments do that. You know, to, kudos to Jason Kenney. He rarely blames the NDP for mm-hmm. for faults. And honestly, like the 
NDP are, are very much to blame here. <laughs> now yeah. I point to a whole bunch of things. Yeah. But uh, but he, he rarely does that because it's, you know, you're the government now. You're you're in charge. And now it's, it's you know, we've been there now five and a half years mm-hmm. under Trudeau government. And you can't get your stuff figured out in five and a half years. Like, how much more time do you need to, yeah. to, to stop blaming Harper? You know, it was... Um, I remember when we first got to to Parliament. So you're not allowed to say anybody's last name in Parliament. Like I can't say, you know, um, my friend Pierre Polyev over here. I have to say the honourable member from Canada, Carlton, right? So, yeah. So you can't say uh, people's last names. But at the time, uh, Stephen Harper had won his seat uh, when we first uh, got there, and he was sitting in the House of Commons. So they would try to say, "Oh, Harper's fault. Harper's fault." <laughs> It's like, well, you can't say Harper's fault because mm-hmm. he's still a sitting member of Parliament. Uh, yeah. here. So it was a it was a sad day when he had to, to resign yeah. because it was, uh, for a variety of reasons. But yeah, that and, was um, one of them for and, sure. For and us. Durham's previous MP, I'm from I'm from Bowmanville, and Durham's previous MP prior to Aaron O'Toole, she had to resign over a seventeen dollar orange juice. Yeah. Right. yeah. And he's yeah, spending hundreds of, of yeah. thousands of dollars on his vacation. Like, look at the trip to India. It's like dancing yeah. around like an idiot. And <laughs> yeah, well, that's just like, I don't know, like, I think of so many of these, uh, these, these wastes of, of taxpayer dollar. I remember going and sitting down with Stephen Harper right after I got elected and asked him, you know, what advice do you have? I'm brand new here. And he said, watch these guys. He's like, they will always want to, to reward their friends and they will always use taxpayer dollars like mm-hmm. they're, it's their own money. So and you look he will at, go you know, down as one of the most. Got out now and, um, uh, out in his cottage um, house there, which is the Prime Minister's residence, mm-hmm. which his mom's essentially living at. You know, plant, brand new big playground around yeah. it. Like, all of these things are, are, are just, you know, the Stephen Harper called it and, and he knew it was going to happen, and sure enough, mm-hmm. we're doing it. And it would be actually be good to have Stephen Harper if he does accept my invitation, but it is, he will go down as one of the most famous Prime Ministers. He was probably. Now, I wasn't whatever, too much educated back then. I was maybe this high. And I did hear, like, even in schools now, I'm conservative viewpoints are being dismantled or, or silenced. It was always, from teachers, it was always, oh, Stephen Harper lies. Stephen Harper's this, he's that. Justin Trudeau, we, we love Justin Trudeau. He, he, we love that he does this. We love that he does that. There's nothing to show for. He ran off his his father's name. A lot of people see him as a, as a weasel. <laughs> like, yeah. and yeah, and essentially I, that's I what his weasel. That's essentially what his government is. They just weasel their way out of everything. Like even look looking back at the uh, Jack Jack Layton NDP. You now he he was a very honorable man. I will I will give him that. And I did respect the NDP then. But ever since. Thomas, well, Thomas Mucler was was okay, but just Jagmeet Singh, what a disaster the NDP party has become under Jagmeet Singh. Like, he obliterated half their seats. He spent so much money, he finally paid it off two years later. And he wanted to form a coalition government with Justin, Justin Trudeau. He was open to that, but he never did, thank God. And just with their his government his opposition is very hypocritical when it comes to votes on Justin Trudeau and his government's record such as the the WE charity 
oh, well, they'll go and give him trouble for this. Oh, well, we hate that he does this. We don't like that he does that. He shouldn't have done this. And they go, they do like a, I, I scratch your back, you scratch our back deal on votes. Yeah. That shouldn't even be allowed. Well, the, I think the 2015 election was indicative of probably where we're at right now. I think Justin Trudeau made a decision, the Liberal Party made a decision in that election. Why are we always fighting a center-right center battle with the Conservatives? Mm-hmm. Why don't we just go and, and basically absorb the NDP, make them irrelevant? We'll mm-hmm. take their, their, their platforms, we'll take their votes. We'll, you know, why would you vote for them? You're basically you know, you're voting for us. And I think nothing was was more. You talked to some of the NDP MPs, and they were mad that uh, Thomas Mulcair went and, and said they were going to balance a budget. The NDP MPs said, "What are you talking about? We're not going to balance a budget. Like yeah. we've never promised that before. So we're trying to we're trying to be more more like Center. conservatives. Like that's that's mm-hmm. crazy." So when more Justin Trudeau went and said, "You know, we're not going to balance a budget," or, well, he said we're going to balance a budget. I think it was uh, you know 2019, 2020, or, or something yeah. like that. At the time, which obviously we're not, but it, at the time that that was the you talked to some of these NDP MPs and they said that's where it went wrong is because Justin Trudeau just basically leapfrogged them and said, "Okay, now we're the Liberal Party, but we're also the NDP Party too, yeah. so you, you're safe to vote for us." There's, I think, electoral reform kind of jabbed him a bit on some of that mm-hmm. because that's such an NDP issue. Uh, the vote on universal basic income will be will be one which you know, we're not going to support as conservatives, but I. I do believe that that'll that'll divide some of the the liberal versus uh, NDP uh, over there, and you know, it just the, the NDP. Like honestly, sometimes I I feel a little bit bad for Judd <laughs> because he just like can't seem to get any traction on like yeah. anything. Like mm-hmm. like come on, man, be better. Like we need you to be better in certain scenes. <laughs> yeah. like, so. You know, some people have said, like, you know, uh, well, Matt, you know, you guys got lots of money. You guys, you know, have lots of votes in Alberta. You know, what should we do? Um, yeah, you know, like, I don't know. Like... Sometimes I just feel, you know, you really need to, like, find out what Jugmeet Singh needs so we can like, <laughs> help, help get him some of these uh, mm-hmm. these votes in place to help us split the vote in areas that we need to. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He's even, he, he even under leader after this next Even under Jack Layton, they were, they were very known for being bipartisan and, and a lot of people yeah. very much like that because they weren't conservative, they weren't liberal, they weren't green. God, I can't even. With the green, they half people don't even know what the greens' platform is. They just vote for them because they have because they don't like other parties' platforms. Like that's maybe at least a good quarter of green votes. But even now in today's parliament, the Bloc Quebecois have become a major ally for the conservatives in bills and in votes and committees where they form majorities over the liberals. And and I do. I do respect the bloc because they, other than their little fiasco with their pipelines, how they believe that Quebec should control Alberta, Alberta pipelines. I do not like that or any. Well, I don't think anyone should even stand for that. Even with with pipelines now, even if it was Quebec, oh, well, Quebec, Quebec had pipelines and Alberta tried taking and controlling pipelines from the Quebec wouldn't like that. Quebec wouldn't roll over and oh well, you know, let's continue like equalization payouts. That shouldn't even still be a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, even with a, President Biden a, and Keystone XL. Now, I'm from Ontario, so the, Joe Biden and, and Gretchen Whitmer, the, the Democrat governor for Michigan, are trying to cancel Line 5. From, to that, it comes from Sarnia. that goes to Pearson International Airport and southern Quebec. And a lot of jet fuel, gas, and, and energy for families and, and flights. 
and now they're trying to push this radical green agenda and that's the yeah, same no, with Justin the, Trudeau that, that is the you know, for, for, for us out here in Alberta you know we've lived and, and breathed that uh, for my entire life you know, the energy sector has employed a lot of people out here in, uh, in uh, not only my community but our entire province but then also like you know how many people come from Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, they come in and live in our communities, work up at the uh, the oil sands. You know, have families here. They bring their their families from back home here. So it it very is a, you know, it's not just an Alberta issue. I would argue it's 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 across the country. Mm-hmm. But the it's um, you know the uh, I was re- reading something um, today uh, that you know the. Like even like recycling bins are, are made of, of uh, oil and gas, so you know the, it, the you need the energy sector mm-hmm. still. Like we 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 still drive cars. You know we all have you know cell phones. Yeah. Like you know, everything points back to uh, to uh, gas to oil. the energy sector, and you know to to just go and paint it as a tar sands or and we like we're used to having certain celebrities come through. I remember James Cameron, the famous director, came through here and shot a movie about how awful an open pit mine looks. Uh, you know, it was a Jane Fonda comes up here regularly. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, takes his yacht, parks it in California and flies up here on his private jet and, and gives us all a lecture in, mm. in terms of what we should be doing. Very different. Hypocritical. But it's, you know, the, just the, like, sure, the hypocrisy of that all, but it's, it's become just this, such a sexy topic to to attack and like yeah I'll, I'll agree with him like there's no open pit mine in the world that looks uh, sexy but it, it's what happens after after it's it's done after the lifetime of it and you 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 look at a number of 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 operations up there that have reclaimed the land up to the extent that it was before like there's syncrude has a has an operation up there where they have buffalo roaming on on these fields it used to be an open pit mine but after they're done with the in terms of it, the extraction of it they've they've gone they've planted the trees they've they've done the grass there's like a nature trail i've been through it and there's again there's buffalo roaming um, up there so so to go and say that uh, that's exactly what's happening in places like nigeria venezuela you know other countries where we get our our oil from it gas from it is, is completely wrong and mm-hmm. you know I would I would encourage any of those celebrities to go and, and focus on those other countries uh, in Saudi Arabia is where they have some of these uh, these these pretty harsh um, human rights uh, human rights violations either even two and you look at Canada and you want to come and and stand and, and you know get a, a few hours of media because you uh, you have it's a probably an easier flight for you than going and doing that same thing in Saudi Arabia so, mm-hmm. Right. It gets frustrating. It does. It does. It really does. And even with the Trans Mountain Pipeline, every single First Nations community voted in favor of Trans Mountain in January, or early or late December last year of 2019. They voted all in favor of the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Then you have radical lefts and the radical NDP wanting, like, holding our train systems hostage. Like, that shouldn't even. Yeah, Justin Trudeau just shrugged arrested. it off. Like, like Elizabeth May and Kennedy Seward, that now the mayor of Vancouver, got arrested over over this. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's uh, I don't know the the amount of emails I got the next day after Elizabeth May in handcuffs uh, being, <laughs> being taken away from that, saying how is there how can you be elected in the House of Commons and be arrested? At yeah. the same time? Anyway, but um, 
Yeah, it's, um, you know, the, yeah, I even go one step further, like the Northern Gateway project, which was approved way further along than, yeah. than, Keys, than um, not Keys, uh, TMX uh, uh, was. And it was going to an, uh, to a, a deep water port uh, as well. It, it didn't have a lot of the, the same issues that uh, TMX did, but I think, I think Trudeau knew what he was doing when he canceled the, the Northern Gateway outright, putting the tanker ban out there in terms of being able to, to get uh, to deep water ports. And it's it just it, it just cut after cut. You put C-69 uh, in that uh, as well. And you mm. just, it was cut after cut after cut to, to the energy sector. And, and, that was, you know, they, and that was just Rachel Notley's and Justin Trudeau's little friendship with Northern Gateway trying getting that canceled. And then, we, and then you coming from Elizabeth May, who's nearly been the Green Leader for almost two, two and a half decades, or two decades, and what a disaster her party has been. She, she, like you said, NDP can't gain traction. She can't even gain momentum. Like, coming from her with her little little speech uh, a couple of years ago where she said that Omar Khadr had more, uh, more class than the whole, uh, I would not dare to say this word, but more class than the whole cabinet's. Like Omar Kavner's Omar Kader's a convicted terrorist, and Justin Trudeau gives him ten million dollars. Yeah, like, I yeah, found that it, extremely it, it, sad. It's tough to think of like, like think of the um, the the wife and the, the kids of the family that uh, Omar Kader threw the the grenade at you know, the soldier that the, the family and you know the I often think of them anytime we talk about. Uh, Omar Cotter and think you know like what what they must be thinking about uh, you know this this government this prime minister and you know this is somebody who who killed their their father and not only he was he a father he was a soldier in our in our country mm-hmm. he he killed their uh, uh, father you know, a soldier and you know he's he's a multi-millionaire uh, now so yeah, there's. Uh, you, you look back at pretty much, pretty much weekly. I don't know how many weeks he's been elected as prime minister. You probably find something each week that Justin Trudeau has screwed up. <laughs> oh god, and, uh, every day at least. Uh, you go back to 2015. It's just a, uh, uh, a trail of chaos. I think he's left in his path. Mm. And even like if I if I was even prime minister, I'd have him. I'd have him sent back to Guantanamo. Personally. <laughs> Like I can't even begin to imagine what that family has gone through, just as personally with him, and he's off yeah, giving he lectures, in, in and Edmonton, um, students are actually listening to him give lectures in Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah, and that's right, extremely yeah. sad. Like even Tucker Carlson gave it more attention than CBC ever did. He even had wow. MP Rumpel Garner even go on his show and talk about it. Right. Yeah. I can't even begin to imagine how that family would even begin to feel the Justin Trudeau yeah it's 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 sad when you when you think about it and yeah no he lived here in Edmonton for for quite a bit he was trying to get into the university I remember the 2011 election which I didn't run in um, but being at a debate where this was brought up and the um, the NDP um, she was the MP at the time and she won re-election uh, defending him at the debate just getting booed uh, like crazy off the off the stage after the debate because of that uh, defense, but yeah, it's um, it does hit home when you think about uh, the family of the soldier to, to mm. see that now and what what they're what they're likely going through. Mm. Yeah, I I do 
I very send out my my dearest condolences to that family too. That is a, an extremely sad, sad thing that Justin Trudeau has done with ten million. Oh man, and then and then you have him who is let people he's lost track of of terrorists in canada he's lost track of at yeah. least 20 we haven't even yeah, begun yeah. to even begin to send out search parties for them and this predates covid years before covid people don't even know where these people have turned up you have no mention of them anywhere well not like you're gonna expect cbc to cover anything nowadays you have to rely on rebel news post-millennial true north even the fox yeah. news they even give Canada more attention than CBC does personally, like on conservative matters and conservative policies. Tucker or Tucker Carlson tonight's or Breitbart News. Like that's where our funding should be going. Is the independent independent news. That's some of Canada's most important like independent news nowadays, right? Because they they go out and they they get the news that CBC doesn't. They, it's the exact same thing that guy was saying that was with uh, CNN. Well, Joel, with Mr. Biden, what's what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just the media in this in North America has, has gotten un, unbelievable. And then you look at the two Michaels who have been locked up, tortured, and had the light on in their cell for for years now, over just over two years. And Justin Trudeau just seemed to lost track of them. He doesn't care about them, or else he would have had them. He would have already struck a deal, like just as the uh, the two pandas that were on loan from from China. Yeah, we should have been right. made a, a trade deal with them. Well, for for whatever reason, we thought John McCallum was a uh, was a good solution to go over there and negotiate for us. Like, I don't know. Like, it's um, got to know John uh, a little bit, and like, I wouldn't put him in charge of any sort of uh, ambassadorial uh, a role or ambassadorship. I'm not sure what the correct uh, term is but i i think that's the you know really where he started to to go wrong but it was again it was liberals rewarding their friends right mm -hmm. it became a very much a what Stephen harper warned me and warned others about that this is what the liberals do they they find their friends and they give them these posts and and expect them to to do amazing things but inevitably they uh they they fail because they're not qualified for it or they or they're not interested i i you know, I, I don't know how he uh how he performed day to day but it's certainly if you sum up uh john mccallum's time over there certainly doesn't look good on uh on, uh, on paper and, and long term yeah for sure and, and just with stephen harper it's just even with the the justin trudeau's un seat where it's such a disaster i won't keep you for much longer because i know you do have to go but with with uh justin trudeau's putting billions upon billions into funding for other countries and prime minister harper who didn't spend a cent spend a, a cent of canadian taxpayers money and made it further than justin trudeau did that does go to show that conservative policies and economics work compared to the liberals yeah like you, i i travel a little bit internationally and you go to some of these african countries and stephen harper is is praised in because of his his work in, in maternal uh, health and the, the amount of uh, of support that they provided international organizations to to have that freedom to to work in in these countries is 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 renowned and and they all look back and go, oh yeah Stephen Harper the, the prime minister 
Justin Trudeau feels he can cut a check and say, great, you know, now, good, we've now helped African countries. Or what was that one that time he sent out that tweet to, uh, to that one um, uh, uh, Trevor Noah's mm-hmm. uh, 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 organization? Well, hey, we can double that. Here's $50 million. Uh, that, those, those sorts of things, they, they don't go to the distance in terms yeah. of what, uh, what Stephen Harper in terms of his long-term vision for for and he had a vision for for what international aid would look like and that certainly got in the way if we just sent a flip and tweet with 50 million dollars going out uh, uh to somebody you know that's that's taxpayer dollars those are people you know again that that's that stay-at-home mom single stay-at-home mom that we talked about you know that's mm-hmm. her taxpayer dollars in a lot of ways right now just used flippantly by by this prime minister and it, it gets frustrating to, to see those see that stuff go out the door yeah. Day after day after day. Like, it's just a, how you go from having Stephen Harper to Justin Trudeau it makes people wonder, what are Canadians thinking? Yeah. Like, how could you be, well, I'm not going like, uneducated that much to have Justin Trudeau, blackface prime minister, who's had sexual misconduct and, and groping allegations against him, even with his time as a teacher, and... It, and as a, with another media reporter, like even he had to ban it from Canadian media that the Buffalo Chronicle had to come up with it. And that's, that does go to show his corruption within Canada. It really does. Yeah, you know, I, I think, I honestly think that we'll go into the, to the next election and people will look and they'll, they'll compare you know, our, our track record in the past with, with getting the economy back on track and, and ensuring that uh, no Canadians left behind versus this uh, this prime minister I think they'll choose uh, will choose us this time you know they, they maybe there's an element the last time well let's give uh, Justin Trudeau one more chance uh, to, to kind of get uh, get through this I remember there's a week in the last election where he after the blackface he wasn't even on TV for a week he was mm-hmm. you know, he had sent out Christopher Freeland and others to Bill Horno to kind of do his, his media for him. So the, I, I think we're uh, th- even that. I think even they know that he's starting to become a bit of a, a liability. But again, I think they lose Justin Trudeau. They're back to third party status uh, again, and I think they know that. So they they're doing what they can to you know he, he now grows a goatee. He he looks tougher and meaner and and you know more serious. Maybe I don't know. So they've they've done all this like this this work and these optics for it all. And, they think it'll it'll help them win the, the next election. Yeah, I guess that will tell, and hopefully Canadians will see right through it. Yes, for sure. And well, Justin, she just throws his ministers under the bus. Bill Morneau, Selena Caesar Chavez, who was I can't disagree with her with her policies, but I do respect her as a as a person, as a Canadian, as a and a human being. I do respect her a great dearly. But yes, well, thank you for being here, Matter. It was great to have you. Yeah, great to chat, Jade, and, and keep up the great work. Keep sure. getting the message out. Uh, you know, need to make sure that next election we elect a strong, uh, stable, conservative majority government, and this is certainly uh, plays a huge part in doing that. So keep up the good work, sure. and sure. let's uh, let's get together. Let's work and get get this thing uh, together so we can uh, see uh, see us as the next government for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Matt. It was great to have you here, and I hope to have you on again another time.